Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Welcome to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM and the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Thank you for... Tuning in, it is a, a beautiful Friday here in um, Utah, and I hope you're having um, uh, good weather. And if you happen to be in the uh, path of the hurricane, uh, stay strong and uh, keep your family in your prayers if they uh, happen to be uh, there. It's downgraded, so it's not getting the attention that it should, but I will tell you, having uh, been in disaster relief um, with a nonprofit, it is a devastating, uh, devastating uh, impact on the community just because everything gets waterlogged. You have to take everything and start over, right? I mean, if it gets in your house, your rugs, your floor, your walls, it is a massive, massive undertaking. So just because the news is ignoring it, uh, make sure that you reach out and uh, keep family and friends in your thoughts, prayers, and uh, reach out to them. You know, I want to talk about the uh, the big story that's breaking today is the jobs report came out, and it's uh, the U.S. economy, despite uh, everything that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats running for uh, the office of president, they're all talking the economy down. And that's significant, right? Because the economy, two-thirds of our economy, is consumer spending. That's when you buy a dishwasher or a new car or you decide to go to the movies. Two-thirds of the economy is confidence, right? Because if you feel confident in the economy that it's going in the right direction, you're going to spend more money. And as you spend money, that works its way into the stream of commerce. And then, you know, the coffee shop owner, he's spending more money. The movie theater owner, they're spending more money. And it's circular, So when you have politicians of prominence coming out and they uh, talk badly about the economy or they talk the economy down or they try to instill fear in the people, it matters because then you start to say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go out and spend. Maybe I should sit on this money. And if you magnify that across neighborhoods and uh, counties and states, it has a significant impact on economic growth. And that's why the politicians are all saying, and they can't say it's a bad economy. Nancy Pelosi, when she heard the job report, 130 jobs created, she responds, well, it's hard to get excited about something when you see uh, the faltering economy that lies ahead. And I think this is why people just dismiss politicians. Because no matter what the jobs report is, it'll never be good enough for the party on the other side. And when the Republicans are on the outs, the economy sucks. And when the Democrats are on the outs, nothing good is happening. And the reality is it's, it's a solid jobs report. 130,000 new jobs created in August. Unemployment down to 3.7%. Among African Americans, 5.5%, the lowest the lowest level of African-American unemployment on record. And I think this is what has Democrats petrified is that Donald Trump, right? I mean, they're calling him a racist. Well, if you're a racist, wouldn't you be out there trying to hurt 
African-Americans, wouldn't you want to hurt their chances, stymie their um, economic well-being? And I think that you are going to see major inroads. He's already made them in the last election. Donald Trump doesn't need to win 50% of the African-American or uh, female vote to win re-election. You're talking about picking up 5 8%. And there's no way the Democrats can win. And that's why they bring out the hammers. That's why they bring out this nonstop... Um, ever-invasive hammering of, well, Donald Trump's a racist, he doesn't care about you, and because they need to keep uh, the, the female vote, and they especially need to keep the African-American vote in their column. If they can't do that, Donald Trump will win re-election. And there's a, a major poll out. It's taken by The Economist and YouGov. It was taken um, just last week. Just last week. Now listen to this, and this is something that when Donald Trump complains about, oh, well, the polls that you're citing, they don't really tell the truth. They don't reflect what's really happening. He may have some merit to that claim. This uh, survey, and I haven't seen it being reported on CNN or Fox, but this is a very good poll for Donald Trump heading into reelection. It's from The Economist and YouGov taken last week. Forty three percent of the people polled had a favorable response to Donald Trump. 29% ranked him very favorable in terms of their reaction. So almost 30% had a favorable reaction to Donald Trump, and an additional 14% had a somewhat favorable reaction to Donald Trump. That's 43% favorability rating. But you're like, Joe, well, that, that, that's nothing to crow about. I mean, it's under 50%, and it typically is. Unless we're a country at war, it typically is. Well, where do you think Joe Biden is on this? How many people look at Joe Biden and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's Uncle Joe. And yeah, we like him. And, and he's affable. And former vice president's got that smile. Lower than Donald Trump. Joe Biden's favorability rating is lower than Donald Trump. Now, if you exclude all the women that he snuck up on and did that creepy hug to, he's actually higher. But uh, this poll combined everybody. And so his favorability rating is actually 40%. And they really haven't started to hit on Joe Biden. I mean, his wounds are self-inflicted. You know, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, they've basically uh, stayed on the sidelines and fed negative stories to the press about Joe Biden. But they haven't come out and really gunned for him. And, and when that happens, I think you're really going to see uh, an explosion in his unfavorability. Uh, Pocahontas, she comes in at 39%. And again, this is with the media. Donald Trump has about $7 billion worth of negative media. If you add up all the stories that the media have uh, reported on Donald Trump and you had to buy that as advertising time, it's close to $7 billion. So Donald Trump, despite $7 billion in free media, anti-Trump media being hurled at him, still comes in at 43% likability. Joe Biden, Pocahontas, they have the media fawning over them. They still can't. 
get the same favorability rating as Donald Trump. And it's because the American people, we have outlets we haven't had before. We have stronger talk radio like K-Talk and Loving Liberty. We have social media. And the message is able to get out. Now, in unrelated news, uh, Joe, B- I don't know if you've heard this, uh, Brian, but Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, they have agreed they're, they're co-writing a book. They're co-writing a book, and it's, uh, it's going to be, it's a working title, so it's not settled yet, but it's uh, Our Time at the Battle of Little Bighorn, uh, an eyewitness account. And I thought, that's perfect, because, you know, Joe Biden, he's the plagiarist in chief, and Elizabeth Warren, you know, she's the fake Indian. So keep your eyes open for that book. They're trying to get it out. Uh, they're trying to get it out before December so it can get it up on your Christmas list. Our time at the Battle of Little Bighorn, an eyewitness account. Um, one of the sticking points now is they don't know if Joe Biden should go first, you know, in the terms of the credits, or Elizabeth Warren. Um, when they work that out, we will report that back to you. Another piece of good news from this poll in The Economist. Let me just read this to you because it's a, it's a little bit uh, difficult to, to digest in terms of the numbers. But let me just give you the overview. Another piece of good news from the survey for Donald Trump is when asked whether their candidate would defeat or lose to Trump in 2020, the poll showed that the people supporting the Democrats didn't believe they would beat Donald Trump. Right. So if you're a Biden supporter, I come out, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. You were asked, well, do you think Biden can beat Donald Trump? They still said no. Listen to this. Uh, Biden was 10 percent underwater with 32 percent of the voters saying he would probably beat Donald Trump, but 42 percent saying he would probably lose. You know, we love an underdog in the country like we really do. Uh, It gets worse from there. Uh, uh, The fake Indian, she doesn't poll as well. Bernie Sanders polls the best, but he's still underwater. Uh, When we come back, we talked about this yesterday. Brian talked about it on his morning show. The Climate Change Forum yesterday, there's actually some good news emerging from that. And I want to cover that with you. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about, you know, how they were promising to take everything. Actually, a ray of hope in what was uh, eventually came out. We'll be back right after this break. comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. The Colonial Flag Foundation proudly presents 
the 18th annual Healing Field Tribute, September 7th through the 12th. Once again, the Sandy City Promenade will become a sea of red, white, and blue as over 3,000 U.S. flags fly in memory and honor of each victim of the 9-11 terrorist attacks and each Utah fallen military or civil servant hero. Join us for this inspiring event and support this year's cause, Remembering the One, a powerful program of Honor 365. Walk among the flags. Share moments and memories with friends, family, and neighbors. And attend a free concert with Charlie Jenkins, an amazing singer, songwriter, and musician, performing Saturday, September 7th at 6 p.m. at the Sandy City Promenade. Then join us for the September 11th ceremony on Wednesday, September 11th at 7 p.m. The 18th annual Utah Healing Field display is a gift to the community, made possible through the donations and efforts of Mountain America, Honor 365, and the Colonial Flag Foundation. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Weekday afternoons, rub shoulders with trusted voices of truth and insight. The American Mutso Show with Eric Mutsos. The Read Hour with Lawrence W. Reed. Loving Liberty with Brian Hyde. The Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. And Stranger Than Fiction with Ralph DeLugas. Right here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Remember, coming to bookstores in December, a Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, how we storm the beaches of Normandy, an eyewitness account. Um, Don't miss out. That is fascinating reading. Uh, So mark your calendars. Get that book when it comes out. You know, I want to talk yesterday. The Democrats did a seven hour. Was it yesterday? The day before yesterday, I think they did a seven hour uh, forum on climate change. It was supposed to be a full on debate. But then the Democrats realized, look, the stuff we're going to say is so crazy. Do we really want the American people hearing it? So they changed it to a forum. They put it on CNN to make sure it had the smallest audience possible. But despite that, you know, word comes out they want to ban, you know, the light bulb again. They want to ban fracking. They want to ban um, exports of gas and natural gas. Uh, Basically, you think of anything that you interact with on a daily basis, and it's going to be banned. Seriously, meat, uh, the light bulb, plastic straws. But there is a sliver of good news coming from the, um, the forum. And after the forum, the attendees, everyone who watched it and everyone who was there in the room, they were asked, um, if you had to watch it again, what would you do? And 38% of those people said they would voluntarily end their own lives. 
if they were forced to rewatch the uh, the climate change forum on CNN. Thirty eight percent. Now, Bernie Sanders did come out and he did ask if they would postpone that until after the next election. Uh, so he thinks it's a good idea because, you know, reducing uh, the population by that, you know, the 38 percent viewership would actually lower, you know, the carbon footprint of Americans. But he did ask if they would just postpone that until after the 2020 election. That was conv- That was satirical exaggeration, as we say in the business. That, you know, there wasn't 30. It was actually 24. No, it, there was no poll. There was no survey. But I could actually see Democrats getting on board and saying, hey, that's a good thing. Um, the other piece of news, and this is not satirical exaggeration. This is real news uh, coming out of Sweden. Out of all places, you know, the Swedes. But they're on, they're on the climate change uh, train as well. And a Swedish behavioral scientist, scientist, his name is Magnus Soderlund. He has now come out and suggested... Uh, that eating other people after they die could be a means of combating climate change. Now, Brian, have you heard this story? So Magnus Soderlund comes out and he says, you know what? All these people are dying and, and people seem to like meat. If A equals B and B equals C, A must equal C. Please tell me. I mean, this, aren't the Swedes the one who give out the Nobel Peace Prize? Isn't that them? We need to take that back. They should no longer have the right to decide what are the best ideas for peace, especially if people like Magnus Soderlund are in contention. The scientist, so he went from a behavioral scientist, now he's a scientist. It's like, is there a doctor in the room? You know, in some, you know... PhD, I'm a doctor, no, no, not that kind of doctor, like a real doctor. So he goes from being a behavioral scientist to the scientist mentioned the possibility of cannibalism during a live broadcast on Swedish television this week talking about a food of the future. Soderlund is set to hold seminars entitled Gastro Summit, the future of food, where he intends to discuss the possibility of eating people in the name of of cutting down greenhouse emissions. Now look, to be fair to our good friend uh, Magnus Soderlund, Bernie Sanders actually went a step further, right? Bernie Sanders took the step at the Climate Change Summit and he suggested, well, the best way to do it is to kill people, like kill babies, let's have abortions. That will solve climate change. So in a way, Magnus is behind the curve because what Magnus is saying we can only eat dead people. We shouldn't kill the people in order to eat them. According to his research, the main problem with the idea of eating people is the widespread taboo of eating human flesh. And said that, you know, conservative attitudes could make it hard to convince people to take uh, up the practice. When did it become a conservative attitude not to eat your neighbor? Like, isn't that just like an attitude? Well, you know, it's, oh, wow, people are so fixated on the past. If they'd only get past those taboos. Really? That's where we are now? It's conservative. Think this. It's conservative to think that 
hey, you know what? Not eating your neighbor is, uh, is probably not a good thing. The article goes on and says, Soderlund is not alone in his call to reject the taboo of cannibalism. Last year, noted ethicist, uh, no, atheist, excuse me, noted atheist and evolutionary scientist Richard Dawkins advocated for lab-grown meat and suggested it may be used to overcome our taboo against cannibalism. I mean, I, I read this story and I thought for sure this is Babylon B, right? I'm reading this thinking this is from the onion. This is from the, there's no way. You know, sometimes I think, you know, as a country, we are uh, at the edge of a cliff. Did you ever see this like on an Expedition Unknown or National Ge- Geographic Channel? And you've got to cross, you know, from point A to point B. And the only way to traverse that, uh, that gap, that chasm is to take this really rickety bridge across. And I feel like that's where we are. Like it's no longer this strong steel bridge that now we're on this rickety bridge that sways and, you know, some of the steps are falling out. And we have people like this behavioral scientist saying, no, no, this is the right way. Follow me. I've got it. This is going to turn out okay. Well, because I love this audience, I did something that I was, Joe, don't do this. Don't do what you're going to do. But I said, no, I have to do it because I love this audience. And so I actually Googled, does cannibalism make you sick? And I did it knowing full well that there's some government database now with that search linked to me. It's like, well, why does Joe want to know if cannibalism makes you sick? But I did it. And, you know, surprisingly, like, do you know, uh, Brian, when you do a search, like sometimes Google will finish the search for you? Autocomplete. That's Brian. Brian, Brian's autocomplete for sentences. So it's autocomplete. And I'm doing this search, and I, I start to type, does cannibalism, what do you think the first suggested autocomplete is? Good grief. How many people are searching cannibalism? Because the first autocomplete was, does cannibalism make you sick? That's the first autocomplete. And the first five articles were squishy about cannibalism, meaning they don't come out and say, hey, don't do it. You know, it's going to make you. They were kind of like, well, you know, there are these taboos about it. But really, what's the big deal? I was floored. But apparently the science is if we remove the brain, the chances of getting sick from eating, you know, another human being is is practically nil. So the big question on my mind is, will PETA come out against this practice? Or or do they just stick up for the four-legged animals or do the two-legged animals get get a vote in this? My suspicion is my suspicion is they won't be. Remember, uh, Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, their book, What I Saw at the Beaches of Normandy, comes out in December. Buy it now. It's available for presale on Amazon. We'll be back right after this break.
timely, credible, thoughtful discussion. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Hurricane Dorian is battering North Carolina's Outer Banks after making landfall over Cape Hatteras. The National Hurricane Center says Dorian's maximum sustained winds are near 80 miles an hour. The government's August job report shows the economy created around 30,000 fewer jobs than analysts had expected. Here's USA Radio Network's John Clemens. This was a closely watched report as investors were looking for any insight into the status of the U.S. economy. Elani Kara-George is with the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Payroll employment rose by 130,000 in August, and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 37 The unemployment rate for blacks at 5.5% is the lowest on record. Employment in federal government rose, largely reflecting the hiring of temporary workers for the 2020 census. In July, 159,000 jobs were added. And you're listening to USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Facebook. Facebook is expanding its new local alert tool nationally by the end of the year. Local Alerts enables local governments and first responders to communicate urgent information when it directly affects people in their community or requires them to take action, such as road closures, blackouts, or natural disasters. Jimmy O'Keefe is the product marketing manager at Facebook. When authorities mark posts as local alerts, Facebook greatly amplifies their reach so that people living in an affected community are more likely to see them. Facebook sends notifications to people living in the affected area and also shows that information on Today In, a new place on Facebook for local news, community information, and conversations between neighbors. Over the past year, information officers from over 350 local governments have used local alerts in a range of everyday emergencies, including flash flood warnings, mandatory evacuations, and 911 outages. For more, visit facebook.com help publisher slash local alerts. A Seattle woman is pleading not guilty in connection with the Capital One data breach that exposed the information of more than 100 million customers. Paige Thompson pleaded not guilty to federal wire fraud and computer fraud charges in a U.S. district court on Thursday. A former entertainment news show host is getting a second chance. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has a story. He says after years of trying to find an entirely different career, he decided to say, Open that door and let me back in. Three years after being fired by by NBC when an Access Hollywood tape from 11 years ago emerged showing him laughing at lewd remarks made by President Trump. Billy Bush is heading back to TV. He'll start hosting Extra on Monday. Bush, who is related to the presidents of the same last name, had just begun as a host on Today when he was fired by the network. Extra's executive producer says, quote, life is about second chances. This is USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM and Coast to Coast on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And remember, uh, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, their new book, How We Helped Al Gore Invent the Internet, uh, that's coming out actually pre-sale available right after Thanksgiving. So uh, go to Amazon and uh, pre-order that book while the uh, prices are still uh, inexpensive. You know, I want to talk about the healing field in Sandy, Utah, which is being uh, co-sponsored in part by the Colonial Flag Foundation and Honor 365, an organization that that I have gotten to know a little bit 
this year as we prepare for the healing field in Sandy, Utah. It actually opens uh, tomorrow and runs through September 12th. There's a lot of uh, events uh, that take place during uh, the time the field is open. And we are really honored to have uh, Ninezel Rasmussen on with us. She is the founder of Honor 365, an organization that takes care of our veterans and first responders. Ninezel, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Ninezel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So, Ninezel, can you just tell the audience a little bit? I've gotten to know Honor 365 a little bit, and thank you for your service uh, in the military. Can you share with the audience what Honor 365 does? Yes, of course. So, Honor 365 is a resource and referral nonprofit organization that was formed back in 2017. And our four pillars are in the areas of employment, education, health care, and housing. And we help veterans and first responders. Uh, connect with the services and supports that they need in their life. Um, and then the, on, on, in addition to that, we do cause-driven events uh, that support mental health for that same uh, population, for veterans, responders, and their families. And what inspired you to go out and say, you know what, I need to do something um, for these veterans? What was your, uh, your moment that inspired you to go out and do this? I was inspired um, from those that I had connected with within my own career throughout my life, but also from a particular veteran that I had worked with uh, over time. And we saw his success over a span of about three years where he had transitioned out of the military and then had gone into uh, civilian life and needed a lot of support and services in place. And as a result of what we were able to do in that situation, Honor 365 was born within about a three-month period during that, the early stages of that. And uh, now today that veteran is ex- succeeding in those four areas, and we're so proud of that for him. And uh, so we, we, we get to have this experience on a day-to-day basis um, in working with veterans and responders, and they inspire us. That's that's really what what this is all about. Is that we feel so inspired by what they do and how they serve every day, and that keeps us going from day to day as well, too. Well, thank you for all you do, and uh, you can learn more about Honor Three Sixty Five at their website, Honor Three Sixty Five dot org. And if you could, uh, Ninezel, we have the healing field. It's starting up this week. We've talked about it on the show leading up to it. Um, it's a field that started uh, 18 years ago, right after 9-11, to uh, help us remember and honor the victims of uh, 9-11. It has grown now to a field where people can go and just find some peace and um, almost cleansing, in a way, from uh, some of the problems and weight that they carry. Can you tell us uh, what's going to be happening? I know we have a big event tomorrow night, Charlie Jenkins and Honor 365 uh, help make that possible. Can you tell us about that event tomorrow and then what we're going to experience on 9-11? Sure. So tomorrow night, uh, Honor 365 is partnered with Charlie Jenkins, and we have a concert at the Healing Field, as you know, tomorrow night. It's at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time at the healing field there will be a stage there plenty of seating we encourage people to bring their 
blankets and chairs. Um, and we, we expect to have a lot of people there, actually. Uh, even though this is a first-time event, we, we are excited about what that will be. Charlie is a great asset to Honor 365, and we've enjoyed that partnership with him. And then on 9-11, there's a program at the Healing Field at 7 p.m., and we are honoring six fallen Utahns. Um, and that will be an experience for many to not only to heal from, but also for the widows and one father that will be there um, on behalf of their loved ones that are no longer with us um, on, on 9-11 at 7 p.m. And it's my understanding if, if you want to attend the Charlie Jenkins concert, it, it is free. It's open to the public. They are asking you to go to uh, healingfield.org um, backslash Utah and register for tickets uh, to give them some idea of how many people will be coming out and how many people will be attending the event. Um, let me ask you this, Nainzel. What, what is your hope as, as thousands of people uh, attend the healing field as they walk among these 3,000 uh, American flags. What is your hope in terms of what you want them to walk away with? My hope is that every individual that comes to the healing field, that they will feel the spirit of love and hope and healing as they walk the field of 3,300 3, flags that have been placed there by so many volunteers, and we hope that uh, they'll remember it and, and have that memory within their own hearts and minds as they continue to uh, think about the loved ones, uh, if they have a loved one uh, that has fallen or has, is no longer with us. Um, the hope is, is that also that our veterans, our first responders, and their families will know how much uh, Utahns and, and the nation as a whole care about them and all that they do in public service. Ninezel, I know you're very busy today uh, with the launch, uh, the official launch being tomorrow, so thank you for making the time. Please visit honor365.org, learn more about what they're doing to help veterans, and also go to healingfield.org backslash Utah for more information about the Healing Field event in Sandy, Utah, which begins tomorrow. Ninezel, thank you very much. Thank you so much. You know, I, I have to say, I've, I've been to the healing field several times, and, um, you know, my father, he served in Vietnam, and, and I, I spend part of my time as I walk that field thinking about what he experienced, what he went through. Um, he was awarded two bronze stars, uh, one with the victory device. I, I, growing up, I never knew what that meant. Like, it was like, oh, Dad, you know, he's got some medals. And it was only after his passing, you know, that I did some research and I, I found the, um, the paperwork associated with how he earned those two bronze stars. And uh, it led to a regret that I never really had the opportunity to speak to my dad about it. But it was certainly something that he didn't talk about. So every time I go, I spend a portion of my time reflecting on my father and his service. And it serves as a reminder to make sure that I pass that along to my kids. 
right, that their grandfather, when his country called, he went and he served, and he served honorably. And I, I think that kind of experience, uh, that's my experience there. But I, I do believe that as I watch the people in the field, you can tell that they are, they're healing. They're finding something and, and a void in their life or in their heart is being filled. And it, it's hard to describe uh, because you're thinking, well, it's a field with American flags. But just the reverence that people have there, um, it's infectious. So please make the time. Go to uh, the healing field. It's in Sandy, Utah. And it's, it's right there across from the municipal building. Uh, they have this giant field. And, you know, kudos to the city of Sandy uh, for making this possible. I think it would have been very easy for uh, politicians, you know, okay, 9-11, let's do it for a couple years, and then the people forget it's not that important and, and walk away from it. You know, when you see the mayor and you see that town council, you make sure that you thank them for being part of this healing field year after year. Because it is something that we can't forget as individuals, as a, as a local community, or as a country. It is that powerful. Healingfield.org backslash Utah. Several events. Please check it out. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, someone, uh, an author, who is being triggered by seeing these Donald Trump hats. What she wants you to do. We'll be back with that story right after this break. Has your health care become a burden? Are you tired of worrying about being stuck for another year and concerned about what your options are? Liberty Health Share is the solution. Open enrollment is here, and this is your chance to free yourself from insurance. Take this opportunity and join Liberty Health Share. You will be in control, and you will have the freedom over your health care decisions. Liberty Health Share offers an open network, which means you choose your doctors and you choose your hospitals, not the government. Government and not the insurance companies. Liberty Health Share offers freedom from insurance, meaning there are no tax penalties. It's easy to change. Just call Liberty Health Share today at 855-585-4237. That's 855-585-4237. Or visit their website at libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Let's think about customization presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your auto insurance so you only pay for what you need. So why aren't more things in life customizable? Why isn't a burger cheaper when you ask for no onions? I don't want them. So shouldn't you deduct the price of the onions? Right? Otherwise, I'm paying for the onions, but I'm not receiving any onions. Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurer. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. You know, uh, right after my show today, uh, Ralph DeLugas, uh, his radio show, his weekly radio show, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, um, you really don't want to miss it. It is a great way to end the week. It gives you, and I, when I listen to a show, I find myself thinking about some of the points he is making in his show, and then you just like, wow. Like what Ralph said doesn't match up with Back to the Future. Like there's some, someone's wrong on this. Or Journey to the Center of the Earth. I, I just watched Journey to the Center of the Earth, and they're going through all this magma and you know, all that, and I was like, little do they know. Little do they know, it's not down there. So Ralph gives you something to think about. Tune into the show, Stranger Than Fiction, uh, 1 to 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, every Friday. A fantastic show, and you really don't want to uh, miss it. But if you do miss it, you can go to lovingliberty.net. All the shows are there in podcast form. So if you miss uh, Brian Hyde because you're getting ready to go to work or you miss Ralph because you're heading out early for the weekend, uh, go to LovingLiberty.net. You can listen to all their shows uh, saved on podcast form right there on the website. You know, I want to talk about uh, this article that came out. It's from an author, and you would think that uh, she would know better, like you really would. But uh, she drew attention to herself on social media when she tweeted the following. Is anyone else, this is her tweet, is anyone else made really uncomfortable these days by anyone wearing any kind of red baseball cap? Now think about this, right? She's not saying, is anyone made uncomfortable these days by seeing someone in a, in a MAGA hat, right? Because that used to be the standard, Now she's saying, you know, is anyone else made really uncomfortable these days by anyone wearing any kind of red baseball cap? Then she goes on to suggest, maybe don't wear red caps anymore, normal people. 
Now, there's a lot to break down here, but think about the direction. Before it was, don't wear a MAGA hat, because if you do, someone's going to get upset. And we saw it. We saw people assault fellow diners. We see attacks in a subway because someone says they're wearing a Trump hat or a Trump shirt. Well, now she's saying, you know, we need to draw that line even further. So maybe we don't wear red caps anymore. And she could have left it at that, right? She says, maybe don't wear red caps anymore. But then she adds the phrase, normal people, question mark. So what she's really saying here is that, you know, she's only going to talk to people that are normal. Now, why do that? Because what she's trying to say is if you are someone who's going to continue supporting the president, if you are someone who's going to wear a red hat, what is she saying? You're not normal. Because normal people wouldn't do it. Normal people would understand what the hat stands for. And she equates it with being a Nazi. I hope a black stretch limo never crosses her path because that's what the president drives around in. Who knows what she would do? Then she goes on, listen to this. So she's thought this out, right? This isn't something that she just sat at Twitter and decided to shoot at because this is what she says. Paraphrasing, she says that, look, if, if you're a sports fan and you root for a team with red colors, right? I'm from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Phillies, red and white. Their hats are red. So she says, look, if you're, uh, you're a sports fan, you're rooting for a team, and they wear red hats, including the Cincinnati Reds, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Washington Nationals. She goes on to say, well, you know what? You shouldn't wear those hats in public right now. I mean, join the normal people, right? Join the normal people that wouldn't do that. Why? This is a quote. It's not worth making disenfranchised people feel unsafe. So before we used to teach, you know, you're responsible for your actions. You're responsible for what you do and how you react. Now we're perverting that and saying, no, no. You're responsible for how someone reacts to your behavior. And there's a fine distinction here because I do believe we need to extend mercy to other people all the time. And what that means is, yeah, if you know you doing something is going to get someone upset, shame on you if you do it just to provoke a response. Right? If you're walking into a room of recovering alcoholics with, you know, free beer, shame on you. Like, to me, that's mercy. You look at people and say, you know what? They wouldn't appreciate that. And even though there's nothing wrong with me doing it, just because I can doesn't mean I should. But that's different than what she's advocating, because what she's advocating is, even if there's other legitimate reasons for you to wear the hat, don't. So basically, she's saying, disenfranchise yourself so other people aren't disenfranchised. 
So I've put some thought into this, and, and I want to find common ground because I'm, I'm, I'm a peacemaker. I'm a peace. So, Brian, this is what I've come up with. If you own a hat-making company, I want, you, I want you to give us a call, 801-331-8113. Now, we did this before when we needed a special flag. And I, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know we had a flag made that said, uh, my neighbor doesn't own a gun. And, you know, we, we actually had that flag made. But now I want a hat made. I want it made just that same color red as the MAGA hat, the exact same color red. And in white lettering on the hat, all I want it to say is, made you look. That's it. Now, Brian, is that genius or what? Is, is that genius? And you know people are going to be, hey, you got me. You got me. We cannot be the society that... So anyway, if, if you own a hat company, we would like that hat. Made you look. 801-331-8113. Meanwhile, what's happening is the, the hat guy's making these hats right now. He's not waiting to call me. But we have to stop politicizing everything. But the, the Democrats have made Donald Trump into this 900-pound Godzilla. I, I was at a friend's house for dinner last night. And uh, a great company. They're doing great things. And uh, they're looking to expand. And they have the opportunity of working with a national company that if I mention them on air, everyone in the audience would know who they are. And they have a really big opportunity to work with them. So they were like, you know what? Let's send a packet about our company to the national headquarters of this, you know, other company, this national uh, business. And do you know they spent an hour going back and forth on whether they should include uh, a picture uh, of them standing in front of the American flag? Because they were like, well, what if they don't appreciate that? Or what if they look at that differently? And I can't fault them, right? They're, They're trying to, they work hard to get to this point. They want to play all the angles. But think about that. We've gotten to the point where, you know what, if I send this picture out, somebody might take offense at that. I'm not talking the Betsy Ross flag. I'm talking like the, you know, the stars and stripes. We have to stop politicizing everything because it rips us apart. There is so much that unites us. There is so much that brings us together. And it's okay to disagree on politics. It's okay to disagree on uh, guns or gay marriage or religion. That's okay. What's not okay is to say, you know what? Someone is my enemy because I can't find common political ground on every point there is. That has got to stop because that is making us very unhealthy as a country and as, as a people. And if it means foregoing, you know, sharing your opinion at Thanksgiving Day dinner, that's fine too. But if you have somebody at Thanksgiving Day dinner that just won't stop talking about politics, tell them that the turkey came from Sweden. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to the show. It's been a, a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. Ralph DeLuga, Stranger Than Fiction, up next. Remember, only two things you need to do, really. Uh, take time to get right with God. 
It's going to mean something different for everyone, but take the time to do it. Two, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And hope to see you at the Healing Field uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Stay tuned. Ralph DeLugas up next. Thoughtful discussion. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.